Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Cleve Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the punt and pass podcast i'm your host drew butler joined alongside by my co-host jake from be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram i'm at drew butler he's at from jake punt and the number one destination for all things college football all right one week left of the regular season it's thanksgiving week one of my favorite weeks of the year We've got football pretty much every day this week. I am so fired up. Of course, we got two episodes for you, as we always do on this Thanksgiving week. So let's recap what was an exciting and eventful week 12 of the college football season. First things first, how are you, Jay Fromm? Hey, man, uh, doing good. We uh, play on Thanksgiving yeah, Day do. this week, so we're Sweet. pumped. Um, it is a fast-packed and jammed week. Uh, but man, excited to be here to talk about the yeah. great college football that took place this weekend. And uh, obviously to talk about the dogs and uh, man, they just keep on rolling. Yes, they do. I got some unbelievable stats and streaks to update everybody on. But before we do that, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Family owned and operated since 1982. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the southeast i took jackie to solomon brothers in buckhead on friday we went and saw jaron and their showroom gets better each and every time we visit simply the best 17th floor tower place when i say they have a full service bar and tvs for guys to sit on these lounge chairs and watch whatever sports are on and get a cocktail or get a cold beer i mean it go check out my social media i posted pictures of me hanging out at Solomon Brothers, and Jackie had an unbelievable time. They have unmatched inventory, the highest quality jewelry and diamonds, guaranteed. They offer interest-free financing. They do custom jewelry designs. They have lifetime diamond upgrades, and the service is simply unmatched. Two amazing locations. One is in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon. The other one that I just told you about, 17th floor, Tower Place. Now is the time, guys. It is officially holiday season, and the store is for anyone with any budget. When you go there, just tell them Punt and Pass sent you. Tell them Drew Butler sent you. Tell them Jake Fromm sent you, and you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Check them out on social media at Solomon Brothers, SolomonBrothers.com. 
Jake, I know for a fact that once you get back in town, you'll be taking Miss Caroline straight over to Solomon Brothers. She deserves it. How's she feeling, by the way? Yeah, she deserves it. Absolutely. She's feeling good. Okay, um, good. Just keeps getting bigger every day. Um, in a and, good way. Uh, She's pregnant. In a good way. That remember, <laughs> yes, of course. In a, uh, in a good way. So, uh, man, we're just excited. We're blessed and, uh, you know, ready for a little man to come on out. No doubt about it. Congratulations to you guys once again. All right, let's recap what happened last weekend across college football. And we'll start with the number one team in the land. That, of course, being the Georgia Bulldogs. They went up to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. This game was 330 SEC on CBS. You knew that they were going to get Tennessee's best shot. The vibes looked pretty awesome up on Rocky Top. Dolly Parton walked out with Peyton Manning. They pulled out all the stops. They did. First play of the game, Jake Fromm, Jalen Wright, house call, untouched. You're sitting there going, okay. Uh, you, you probably thought Tennessee would score first if they got the ball first. You probably didn't think it would happen on the first play. You might have thought to yourself, here we go. But then Georgia just absolutely suffocates Tennessee for the rest of the game. Tennessee musters up a measly three more points. Georgia wins 38-10. to 10. Two for the third straight regular season, Jake. They go undefeated in conference play the first time that's ever happened in SEC history. Simply unbelievable. Yeah, what a uh, what a run uh, that this team is on, this program. Under Kirby, man, they are just getting after it, getting after people. Um, just the consistency week in, week out. It is tough to do. Um, to get... 18 to 22 year old young men to buy in week in week out to play at a certain standard to play at a certain execution level. Um, there's opportunities week in week out to play these kind of games. And if you come out flat, man, you can get beat in yeah. any given week. Um, but they still find a way to, to elevate their game, elevate their play, uh, play better than obviously the opposing team and keep stacking up these wins and keep going on a run. Uh, the defense kind of did what we expected to do. <laughs> they gave up a first drive touchdown. I don't know what it is. Uh, they just let the first one just get out of the way. And then they start playing defense after that, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, cause after that they score three points in the second quarter, don't score at all in the second half. And then Jalen Wright, the Tennessee's running back who gets 75 yards out on the first play only gets 15 more yards rushing the entire rest of the game. So just, I mean, what they're doing is insane. And then, you know, we can talk about the offense too. Carson just playing and firing on all cylinders. The offense just, just, I mean, putting up all kinds of points. Bobo's doing a great job. He's dialing it up and they just, they look like a national championship contending team. Yeah, you know, we talked about the focus of this football team, and that's exactly what you're saying with getting 18 to 22-year-olds to perform and execute at this level week in and week out. Are you ready for some of these stats? Because they're about to Dude, blow your mind. I would, love, I would love to hear them. Georgia has won 44 of their last 45 games. They are 44-1 and one in their last 45 games. They have 28 straight SEC wins. That is an SEC record. They have 27 straight SEC regular season wins. They have 25 straight home wins. They have 38 straight regular season wins. And the Georgia Bulldogs have 14 straight true road 
wins. That is the current streak that the Georgia Bulldogs are on. And I think it is to note that a lot of these games, Georgia has been ranked number one. So the bullseye has been directly on their back. You're walking into hostile environments. You're getting everybody's best shot. You are executing at a level that probably will never be seen across college football again. And I want to go back to the 44 out of 45 games win streak, 44 and one. Think about some of the teams that they have beaten in this run, Jake, Alabama in a national championship game, Michigan in a college football playoff game, Ohio State in a college football playoff game, Oregon in a kickoff game, TCU last year, right? Uh, Tennessee when they were ranked number one, yeah. uh, Auburn when they're in the top five. The, the teams that Georgia has beaten, LSU in last year's SEC championship game. Yeah. It's truly unbelievable. Okay, it's not like they're out in a battered Pac-12 and they're the cream of the crop and the rest of the people that they're playing against um, are just not good. It's not like they are an anomaly in some division where you're just taking advantage of the situation at hand. Now, I know people will say that their SEC East is down. I don't necessarily agree with that. I know people will say, well, Georgia's draw out of the SEC West has been pretty favorable. I, I would agree with that. Their draw out of the SEC West the past couple of years has certainly been favorable. But to that, I say, I don't care. I don't care what sport you're playing. I don't care what level you're playing it at. For Kirby Smart to have walked into 45 locker rooms and walked into a victorious locker room 44 out of those 45 times, it is unbelievable. These are heady times. It is a streak that I don't think will ever be seen in college football again, especially with the new era of college, era of college football that we have ushered in. Um, can they go back to back to back? They seem to be peaking at the right time, Jake. No doubt about that. Uh, while you're going, talk about these stats and, and how successful they've been over these past couple of years. I just, I, I just, I think about to the uh, the firing of Coach Ricks, to the hiring of Kirby Smart, and like, I mean, things were were fine. Things were good. You know, 10-win seasons, 9-win seasons are good seasons. Yeah. Not, not great seasons, but they're good seasons. Um, and then you go, you, you hire a, a good coach, and you elevate your program. That's the same thing Auburn tried to do. Yeah. They fired Gus Malzahn, had the same thing, 9-win season, 10-win season. Maybe not, couldn't quite get over the hump of, of beating Alabama enough times. Um, but then they, they hired Harson, hired Hugh Freeze, and, you know, they just lost to New Mexico State yesterday. So two, two opposite ends of the spectrum. No question. Just be thankful because uh, it, 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 it turned out in the right direction. That's all yeah, I Yeah, there, there's really nothing else to say in regards to that. The timing of which Kirby Smart got hired at Georgia could not have been better. Uh, you brought up the firing of Coach Rick. That was at the end of the 2015 season. It was time, you know, and I think Coach Rick probably now would admit that it was the right time. Obviously, he wasn't happy with how it all went down. Um, he goes to Miami, 
Kirby Smart had been flirting with South Carolina. Remember, Coach Spurrier had resigned at South Carolina or retired at South Carolina in the middle of that season. So it seemed like the writing was on the wall that South Carolina was going to go all in to get Kirby Smart because he had kind of put the tea leaves out there that it was his time to go be a head coach somewhere. So Coach Rick gets let go at Georgia. It's the perfect opening for a reuniting of Kirby Smart and his alma mater at Georgia. I would love to know this, and if anybody's listening wants to look up this statistic, please do so, and please let me know. Coach Rick is getting inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame the first week of December. How many times in the history of college football have there been two head coaches that are Hall of Famers that have been at the same school in successive years? Coach Rick and then Kirby Smart. I mean, Kirby Smart obviously is not in the College Football Hall of Fame yet, but he will be in the college football hall of fame. So to what you just said about Auburn, you know, trying to find the right coach, Georgia had a hall of fame coach and then made the right decision to go hire Kirby smart. And obviously he brought his ways and the entire athletic association and administration at Georgia bought in to what he was selling. And it's worked out to the best possible scenario. So has there ever been, I'm sure there has, I'll be very interested to see who it may have been. What colleges, football teams, have had Hall of Fame coaches in succession? Did Lloyd Carr take over for Bo Schembechler at Michigan? Because those would be two. I don't know. I find it fascinating. And Jake, you just got me thinking about that by talking about how hard it is to find great coaches in college. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what a blessing uh, to be a Georgia fan for sure. Um the times are good, man. Let's just uh, ride this wave out, uh, see where it goes. I mean, even if it doesn't quite end the way everybody wants it to at the end of the season, I mean, this run has been uh, pretty pretty incredible to, to watch, for sure. No question about it. All right, maybe uh, some news that people didn't exactly like to hear, especially if you live down in the Tallahassee, Florida area, if you're a Florida State fan. We're, we're gushing about Georgia and these win streaks that they're on. Florida State, obviously a great story this season. They are undefeated. They're playing their cupcake game before rivalry week against North Alabama. If you're on social media, you're scrolling through and you see Jordan Travis just snapped his lower leg in half. Devastating leg injury for a guy who had a lot of Heisman hype throughout the entire year. An unbelievable story. Sticking through it at Florida State. Coming back for his last year. Sticking with Mike Norvell. This team is undefeated. And unfortunately, Jake, he is out for the season. They're starting quarterback. A great story all season long. Florida State, of course, wins that game. Now they're going to the Swamp, 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday night this week. That game, watch out. Run your radar up on that game because that will be a live atmosphere. Prayers up to Jordan Travis. He posted yesterday that he's doing okay. Surgery went well. He's rooting for his boys. But my question to you, Jake, and I've been saying Florida State is one of my favorite teams all season long. Do you think Florida State is still a college football playoff team? If they go undefeated, if they beat Louisville in the ACC championship, do you think there's a discussion discussion among the committee that says, well, you know, they they squeak by Louisville, they're missing their starting quarterback. Could they be on the outside looking in simply because they don't have their starting quarterback if they end up undefeated in ACC champions? Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 me and a couple teammates were watching the game live when it happened. I uh, just hate it uh, for Jordan, man. Oh, it's that uh, it's that, that hip drop tackle uh, that the league's been talking about a lot, um, about trying to, to outlaw. 
Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, maybe kind of kind of look it up. Uh, it's when a defender's uh, trying to tackle uh, the ball carrier from behind, and he kind of just drops his feet, and then it, it really kind of puts a lot of weight on the, the leg and the ankle of the yeah. ball carrier. Um, and, man, just, just super unfortunate. I uh, love what you said. I mean, uh, definitely be praying for him and his family. Uh, that's tough because he was – taking that team exactly where they wanted to go. No doubt. I uh, was looking like yeah, things were were on the rise and on the up for him. And I just, I don't think that they can be the same team without him just because of how dynamic of a player he is. And I think the committee really needs to, or they're going to have some very difficult conversations because if Oregon wins out and beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship, to me watching, uh, I mean, this is a, a quarterback driven league no and doubt. they they make the things go and right now Bo Nix is you know a Heisman candidate like how do you how do you leave that team that caliber player out of uh, an opportunity you know uh, to play in a college football game it's going to be tough uh, I hate it uh, for Florida State I mean at the end of the day they still have to go win two very tough football games. oh yeah gotta play Florida who should have beaten Missouri last I know I know at home uh, or excuse me, all on the road playing in Missouri. And then they got to play Louisville too, who's a really good football team as well in the SEC championship. So they have their own troubles to worry about before we can really dive in and talk about this. But as of right now, I think it's going to be really, really tough, I think, for Florida State to to get in, to squeak into that fourth spot. Okay, so you're saying hold your horses. It's not a foregone conclusion that they win these two games without Jordan Travis. And look, I think that's – a pretty pragmatic thing to say. It, it will be tough. It is important to note that the quarterback stepping in at Florida State, I'm pulling up his name right hey, now. Rodemaker. Okay, and this was Mike Norvell's first recruit. So, so this is a guy that Mike Norvell believes in. This is a player that has trusted this coaching, coach for a long time. And what's his name again? Tate Rodemaker. Do you know him? What's his, what's his story? Uh, I don't think I know him. Um, I bet you he I knows just, you. I was just watching the game, and okay. yeah, saw him saw him play for a little bit. And I mean, they were they were down like fourteen to three. Or oh yeah, I know against North Alabama. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Jordan got hurt, so he came in and and had a lot of success. So from Valdosta, I didn't know he's from yeah, okay. Valdosta, Georgia. Okay, I, I okay, yes, all right. I I was making sure. So I do know. I think I know his older brother. I believe uh, did some quarterback camps. Uh, oh, back cool. in the day with the uh, with the Rodermakers, so yeah, I, I am I am familiar with uh, with them and uh, his family. All right, well that would be cool. Tate Rodermaker, a junior, he's six four, two hundred pounds. This season, obviously, he's gotten in to some games. He's at almost four hundred yards passing, five touchdowns, zero picks. So, look, going into the swamp, seven p.m. rivalry week, nothing would make Florida fans happier, and nothing would make Billy Napier happier than upending Florida State's undefeated season, even if Jordan Travis is not on the field. So that is a game that we will certainly circle on this punt and pass later on this week. All right, Washington stays undefeated, Jake. They beat Oregon State on the road in Corvallis. I was on the wrong side of that game, 22-20. to That was a tough, gritty win. And look, Washington's been piecing together these wins. They're going to take on Washington State in the Apple Cup this weekend. And then it looks like they're going to turn around and play Oregon for round two, the Pac-12 championship game, which 
the, look, championship weekend is setting up to be sick. You'll have Alabama, Georgia. You'll have Oregon, Washington. You'll have Florida State, Louisville. Um, you'll have Texas and I believe Kansas State. I forget in the Big 12. Um, but look, Washington doing what they need to do. Just keep winning games. Let the chips fall where they may. Get to that rematch against Oregon. Reset and see what happens. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Like, I'm torn on this Washington football game because I don't know whether to lean on, well, hey, they're just resilient and finding a way to win, and that's their best trait. Like, they just find a way to mm-hmm. to grit and grind these games out. Or am I, man, they're just not as um, clean and uh, just uh, as effective as they were earlier in the season when, when maybe they played Oregon. And right now, you look at Oregon – the eye test is man unbelievable it's, oh yeah just, they're rolling right like, now a pluses all across the board on the eye test um just can't stop them so i don't know how to lean on this washington football team right now all i know is is in two weeks uh we will definitely find out when we get that rematch between oregon and washington which is going to just light the scoreboard up again yeah that should be a great one okay i've got some news here on the big 12 championship game hang with me for a second over the last week the big 12 conference has had to issue several statements clarifying the tiebreakers it uses to determine the participants in its football championship while texas is in first in the conference for now three teams oklahoma Kansas State and Oklahoma State are in a three-way tie for second place with a 6-2 and two conference record. Oklahoma State has played and defeated both Oklahoma and Kansas State, but the Sooners and Wildcats have not yet played each other. With the awkward wording of the Big 12's tiebreaker rules, there was a lack of clarity regarding which rule applied in this scenario. Um, so they released a statement. I'm not going to read the statement to clarify it, but if there's multiple team ties head to head, if not, every team has played each other. We'll go to step two. All right. I'm so sorry for getting into this live on the podcast, but what it's saying here is per the original ruling of the world, it would appear that step one will not take effect because Oklahoma and Kansas state have not played each other. If that's the case, then you would remove the consideration of Oklahoma State's wins over both of those teams. Fascinating. Texas has not even earned a berth yet. This is crazy. This is also horrible podcasting, so apologies to me. The Big 12 confirmed their tiebreakers to multiple journalists on Saturday and Sunday, only to then change the rule on Tuesday. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I have no idea who's going to play. Texas makes the Big 12 championship with a win this weekend over Texas Tech. Oklahoma State has a chance to make the Big 12 championship with a win over BYU plus a Texas win. Okay, so if Oklahoma State beats BYU, BYU's not good. That should happen. Texas should beat Texas Tech. That should happen. Then there's your Big 12 championship game, Texas against Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State loses and Oklahoma beats TCU, we get the Texas-Oklahoma rematch. Rematch. Kansas State still has a chance as well. They would have to beat Iowa State, and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma would have to lose. So I'd like to issue a formal public apology for everybody having to listen to me ramble, but we did get to the bottom of it. Texas gets in with a win this weekend over Texas Tech. Oklahoma State beats BYU. They're in. Texas against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma gets in if they beat TCU and Oklahoma State loses. So we do have 
a little bit of drama, <laughs> if you will, in the Big 12. That, of course, will be playing out this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, let's get to the Solomon Brothers Big Watch of the Week. The Big Watch of the Week is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers, two awesome locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. I was at the Buckhead location. The selection of Rolex watches is awesome. Treat yourself or have your significant other treat you at Solomon Brothers. The Big Watch of the Week, Thanksgiving weekend, It's really just one game, the Ohio State-Michigan game. I mean, the amount of storylines around this game specifically are endless. Jim Harbaugh suspended. Michigan just fired the linebacker coach. Now it's being reported that Harbaugh's suspension may carry in to next season for the sign-stealing scandal. Ryan Day, two straight losses to Michigan. If he loses for a third straight time, to Michigan, this time to an interim coach to ruin his chances of getting to the college football playoff, buddy, that would be a massive story. Both teams are undefeated. A trip to the Big Ten championship game on the line, number two, Ohio State, at number three, Michigan, in the big house, 12 noon on Fox. That's your Solomon Brothers big watch of the week for the final regular season weekend of the college football season. Any gripes there? I'm fired up to watch that game, dude. No, I'm fired up. I just kind of wish it was a night game. Honestly. I know that game's always at noon though. So you, you got to yeah. understand it's that just, game is it's, always it's tradition. I get it. Yes. Yeah, it is, it is what it is. Um, DB does the loser of this game have a chance to squeak in? No. Okay. No, no, no chance. And you know, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards, the loser of the SEC championship game, not getting a chance either. I mean, there's chaos to be had, and the way to stay above the chaos is to take care of your own business, win the football games. Um, The unevenness of the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West is a complete joke. The winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game goes to the Big Ten championship to play Iowa. Iowa plays Nebraska on Friday. The total, the over/under in that football game is twenty-six points. It, it's 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 ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Oh my! Goodness. Twenty-six points total. Come on! Wow! Unbelievable. All right, before we get out of here, let's update the Heisman odds. Jaden Daniels had himself a night against Georgia State. Jaden Daniels, the quarterback. For LSU has taken over the Heisman odds board. He is now the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Yes, LSU is only eight and three. Yes, LSU will not be going to the national championship, the college football playoff, or even the SEC championship. However, Jaden Daniels on Saturday night, oh, he only threw for 413 yards and six touchdowns. Only oh, only ran for 96 yards and two more touchdowns. His stats on the season, Jake. They're pretty unbelievable. Almost 3,600 yards passing, 36 touchdowns, only four interceptions. And his rushing stats, over 1,000 yards rushing and 10 rushing touchdowns on the season. It's it's remarkable. He's out front. Bo Nix is right behind him. Dennis Michael Penix Jr. Man, is it the best player? Is it the best player on the best team? 
uh, Jaden Daniels' stats would have to say he he's your Heisman Trophy winner if he has a good game against Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah, um, that's what it's looking like. Um, you know, it just kind of makes me question, hey, LSU, we don't have really a chance at this thing. I mean, let's just help our boy out and let's just yeah. dial it up for him. I mean, let's just get a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, that, that's our that's our win for the season. Which is not so. a bad recruiting pitch, right? Not a bad recruiting pitch at all. It, it helps everybody. Hurts nobody. Love that. Helps everybody. Hurts nobody. Hurts nobody. <laughs> um, oh, you're exactly right. But he's, I mean, dude, he's a great player, honestly. Just he, he somehow makes college football look like high school football. The way he's able to run around, be dynamic with his feet, with his arm, do all the things he's doing. Um, and this Texas A&M LSU game just always finds a way to be crazy, hectic, yeah. and coming down the wire. So it'd be fun to watch that one. No doubt. It's a bummer that game is at noon. That should be a night game in Baton Rouge. Night game is at well, noon. Man. Texas A&M, of course, has their interim coach. So what will the offensive game plan be for Jaden Daniels? This is his last game. You wouldn't think that he plays in the bowl game. But certainly he will be getting up to New York for that Heisman Trophy ceremony. Again, Jaden Daniels out front, followed by Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr., still up there on the Heisman boards. There are like five or six receivers with better stats than him. Like it, that, that blows my mind. And then Carson Beck. At 60 to one, if you wanted to see if you could get down, maybe something happens crazy this weekend. But uh, as your financial um, piece of advice, I would say probably don't do that. Uh, he he could get invited to New York, Carson Beck, that is. But it looks like this is Jaden Daniels to lose. Yeah, I, I think he gets invited to New York. Uh, Carson? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, th- I think he does, just because he's going to have the opportunity to play well in these games. Yeah, like, for sure. He's going to play the SEC championship game. That's right. He's going to throw for 300 yards there because that's going to be a shootout against Alabama. And then the voting is that the voting is that Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So So, you're right. And look, Jaden Daniels is not going to have the opportunity to play on championship weekend. Bo Nix and Michael Penix are going to play against each other. So could that hurt him? If Bo Nix goes crazy in the Pac-12 championship game, throws for five touchdowns and Oregon wins. See, that's where I think there could be some value on Bo Nix to say, hey, he has played at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Oregon will put out all these stats on how he hasn't played in the fourth quarter in X amount of games. Hey, he played his biggest in the brightest moments. Like that kind of media infiltration will be happening. Um, And then on the flip side, Michael Penix Jr. could. That's what the Heisman is all about. Yeah. All right, Thanksgiving is here. It's rivalry week. We got a bunch of big games this weekend. Oregon State versus Oregon. Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Ohio State versus Michigan. Alabama at Auburn. Florida State at Florida. A&M at LSU. Washington at Washington State. It's going to be a good one, Jake. It's my favorite week of the year. It, It truly is. And this Thanksgiving when I'm kind of working my way into a stupor filled with um, food and libation, I get to turn on that 4:30 game and see those Washington commanders who I'm now, of course I'm a fan of. Dude. I mean, we play on Thanksgiving. I mean, the commanders versus the Cowboys. Dude. I mean, that's just America. America. That's America. That's America right there. Right. That's it. Dude. Um, man, it's going to be a fun week. I'm excited about it. Can't wait. Let's go play some ball, man. Let's do it. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to us, we'll have one more episode for you this week. 
we'll drop it on Wednesday for everybody. And then if you're driving around on Thanksgiving to and fro, throw on punt and pass to make sure that you're locked in for the college football weekend. Keep it locked into us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake. This episode of Punt and Pass was presented to you by our awesome friends over at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Solomon Brothers, the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. The largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. That's Solomon Brothers, 17th floor tower place in Buckhead or in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. Tell them Punt and Pass sent you. You can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Jake, anything on the way out, my man? No, man. We gotta gotta be thinking about the future. Thinking about Thursday, yes. big Thanksgiving meal. Yes. Get your exercise in early. Smaller meals early in the week, so we can go yeah. to town on Thursday and eat good. I can. Get I'm down. excited. I can get down with that program. All right, brother. Uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you all on Wednesday. See you. We out. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 